Welcome back to season two of Powered by Her. I'm Tiffany Anton with the Biz Foundry, and as you can tell, season two is going to look a little different. We got a video component, so you can check us out on YouTube. Um, like and subscribe, and I think the kids say hit the bell if that's a thing. I don't, I'm old, so I don't really know. But um, welcome back. We hope that you'll um, be along for the journey of season two and see what changes are about to come about. So. Our first guest of season two, I'm super excited. You've been to women's lunches of ours. And um, so Emily Blackman, um, owner of Root Salon here in Cookville. Thanks for yeah, joining thank me. Thank you. Um, so tell me what Root Salon is in a nutshell. In a nutshell, um, I, I really feel like Roots is an experience. Um, when I think about what we've created, it's a kind of a front. Um, we do hair, but what we're really doing is connecting people um, through pain, happiness, relation, and we also make you look really beautiful. So I have a really great team of about 13 um, employees that we really try to focus on what can we do to make somebody's day better and then also give them hair tips and give them visions of what they want to look like in the mirror um, at the same time. So it's just a place of healing, I call it, honestly. I think it, it definitely is... Uh different than your regular salon yeah i think when i you opened how long ago now uh three years three yeah, years yeah. ago and i remember when you opened it was like what is this place like it's kind of cool like it's a women's night out kind of place yeah but is this really is the area ready for something like this right. um and you and i have talked about this before but what made you decide to do this here? So you're not from here? No, I'm originally from Florida, like Central Florida, Volusia County by Daytona Beach. And um, I was living there and my husband's from the Upper Cumberland, like Albany, Kentucky area. So we met in Florida. He's an artist. Um, he was just living down there at the time and we became really good friends and I uh, fell in love with him with resistance, <laughs> with a lot of resistance. Because of the Upper Cumberland? Um, no, just, just because okay. I just uh, was in a chapter where I was like, no, you know. <laughs> and he has the state of Kentucky tattooed on his forearm and there's a little cross where Dale Hollow is. And he said, this is where I'm gonna end. This is where my landing spot is. And I was just like, yeah, whatever, you know. So we moved to Atlanta, lived there for five years. Um, and then I he started- He phased you into He like phased, <laughs> no, totally. So I kind of got off track. I lived in Atlanta a little bit and then I got an opportunity in New York City to work on sets. So he was like, I'm not going to New York. Uh, I'll be here and you can go up to New York. So we spent eight months apart. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm getting him to New York. Like in my mind, I was like, so I pull up at the airport, um, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to show you where we're staying in Brooklyn. And he was like, no. So that trip to my, my boys came into our life. And um, so coming back down to Atlanta, I realized I was pregnant. And he um, was like, all right, well, let's go, you know, let's go up to Kentucky. We had friends that lived in Burksville. And we started really going up there a lot. And I was like, huh, you know, I, I think I want to raise my kids in a in a little bit uh, more of a community base. So that we, mom thing hits. Hit. And oh like, yeah. It just kind of changes what you think is important. Important. A thousand percent. So we lived up there and then uh, we lived in Albany. And then, so I was still driving every four weeks down to Atlanta and doing my client's hair and coming back. So I did that for a year. And then finally I was like, I don't want to do this. And I didn't know where to work because I'm just a very different breed and i was like i don't i don't know what to do here and so um we were in cookville we were eating at a restaurant and i just looked around and i was like i think i want to i think i want to do this here i was like i saw college kids i saw young families i saw older people i saw just like all different types of humans and i was like okay 
So my husband helped open Willow Tree, which was attached to Roots in the beginning. Um, and so that was like a boutique. It was a boutique thing, yeah. A furniture, oh, I'm sorry. It was, it was furniture, furniture yeah. Off, like, so yeah. me and my husband had the idea of Willow Tree and Roots Salon long time ago. Roots was in my dream book. Like, I don't know what it was going to be, but yeah. the name Roots was, I, I, I journal. And How I, old do you think you were when you came up with the uh, name Roots? Um, I was probably 24. Okay. And my husband's an artist, so Aunt Wood, it was like a, like a, he has like an Aunt Wood workshop, which is mm -hmm. his design. So we were going to do like Willow Tree uh, Wood Furniture and Roots Salon and do this whole experience. And then we met Tiffany, who he knew growing up, and she kind of had like a desire to do something. So we're like, let's just all tag team this together and see if, you know, support wise we can do that. Um, so I uh, just, you know, took the money that we had from the year of me traveling back from Atlanta back and forth and just invested it into baby roots and she grew. She grew. I she mean, grew. yeah. So you, you rented a space that mm -hmm. was a smaller space. I don't know. How, uh, like uh, 1200, I don't know. 1200 square feet. I'm, I'm not so going like, to <laughs> I'm awful. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's like my kitchen size. Yeah. 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 Like, good, you know? good analogy. It was, it was small yeah. and I thought it was too big. And I was like, Justin, this is ridiculous. Like, I only want two girls. I want three girls. Like, this is too much. And he was like, Emily, just like, chill out. Um, and uh, it started, I went to Mr. Wayne's. And I Which did is a hair, hair school, school here. And I emailed so were, You were already doing hair before all this, right? Oh, yeah. I've been doing hair probably 13 years. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and I always helped my bosses. I was always kind of their right hand of like emotional need. And then I was always on the side of my coworkers of being their emotional need. So then it was like, I would go to my boss with the passiveness of what they couldn't tell him. And I would go to them with the aggression list of what he wanted to tell them. So I always kind of had that natural ability to lead and to, yeah. to support people. Do yeah. you have any background in like psychology or um, no, any, like, but you were the, were you the friend that everybody just kind of like yeah. growing up that people would talk to and kind of, I don't judge. Um, yeah. I can sit on any corner with any human, with any background and, uh, relate, um, guide and, uh, let them know that they're worthy of being heard because we all have that right. So growing up, do you think that you did you always see yourself doing hair? Was no. Kind of. What was your what was ten year old Emily like? Um, what, what were you gonna background do? dancer at festivals um, okay. or like on stage? I'm a dancer. I'm a performer. Uh, my aunt's a writer. I just grew up with uh, art and creativity. So and I uh, I never in dance I never could remember choreography. So they always, because I'm a freestyler. So like, <laughs> uh, they would always put me in the back of, of it. So because I, they knew that if I heard one thing that I wanted to do, they're like, oh God, here she goes. So I was always that thing that they had to can kind of contain. But I also brought a lot to the team. Um, Did you give yourself that um, respect or that honor no. that you were a leader of some sort? Of even just being the the ear to listen to. Do you think you felt like a leader back? I mean. Having the goal of being a backup dancer doesn't really seem like you, you know, you own that leadership quality. Yeah, no, I think honestly this last year, I, like we were talking about earlier, is I, I'm really actually making my eyes go to the mirror and look at what I am um, because I just, I, I, I suffer from not giving myself enough security to know that I, I am worthy as well. Um, so I think I'm just realizing what I am like now. Do you think that that's, I, I feel like that's a really big 
women quality mm-hmm. <laughs> that we really suffer from a lot is um, giving ourselves the respect and, and standing tall and owning. Um, you know, earlier today when, when somebody said, oh, what do you do? You said, I do hair. Yeah. And I... <laughs> promptly corrected you and said you own root salon yeah. um yeah. How, i mean are you still kind of adjusting to that entrepreneurship hat of wearing no that comes very naturally i think it comes to um i never want people to think that i'm uh, above or i'm un, un, unreachable um so i always like i always say i guide in a straight line not like this with my people because i feel like doing this it takes away the, the ability for me to be that close to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I, and me and my husband talk about this a lot because the way I run my business, a lot of people are like, oh no, like girl, like this is, you're not gonna. What do you think it is about your business that people want to like kind of go uh, cl- cover their eyes about? What, um, what is a struggle for other I people? I give a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest goal is I want to see someone in their falls rise and continue to stand in the same group of people. So, you know, and everyone has their issues. Like I have single moms. I have girls that have been married for, you know, 12 years and I have girls that are just been married. So sometimes when they walk in that door, they're not in the best place and we're with each other more than we are with our spouses. So we get some of that. So if every time somebody was in a bad place or had a bad experience with a guest because they're not a good mindset or unleashing emotion onto me or the space or vice versa because of that i want to be pliable to say hey i know you're in this place but i don't want to be like okay you're done you're fired yeah like I, you know i i, I kind of really within healthy boundaries of not taking of being advantage of of how kind and open i am to um i think of forever growth i always say like uh, roots is a place there's this whole term of like where hairdressers go to die like that it's I've worked at them It's like oh, that's where you go to die because there's no internal growth external growth You're gonna only make so much money because they're gonna take more than half of it You're not gonna ever have time off. So for me, it's like I give my girls the most I can financially They get every other Saturday off uh, we close a good chunk for holidays and there's a sliding scale So the more that they bring in their clientele the more they're gonna get paid how do you, how do you, how'd you learn those skills as an entrepreneur? You know, you, you went to school for hair. Yeah. Right? How did you teach yourself or, or did you go through things to learn how to run a business? Survival. Um, I, this is all I think, and having a good spiritual guide of always leading with, um, unegotistical, uh, mindset. Kind of putting your pride on the Oh, side. it's always on the side. Yeah. Which I need to let it have, I need to wear it a little bit because I deserve that. But right. like if I, if I look at something or if I read something and I feel it, I'm like, ew, that feels nasty. I don't do it. Or like I look at a stylist, I'm like, oh girl, that girl's been like killing it. You know, my mind could go, oh, I'm going to make an extra 20% off or I could be like, oh my God, I can give her an extra 15% yeah. because she's killing it. Yeah. So, you know, every, every month I have this thing where it's like, if they bring in new guests, they're gonna get an incentive of their hard work. You know what I mean? It's um, I, I which just, is, it, which I don't, I don't know the hairstyle. Yeah, industry, but that's different. That's very, very different. Neat, right? Very different. I've been told. I'm telling you, like so many times, or people are like y'all, like you're gonna, this isn't gonna be able to last. Like yeah. financially, um, you're not gonna be able to do this. And all we've seen is growth. But I truly don't allow darkness went or I don't want to say darkness but 
because it's not dark. I just can, I call it darkness. When that thing of like overtaking power for my own success, when I know I can give it back out to my community, I always choose giving it back out because when I go to bed at night, it's like, yeah. And I choose that piece. So I've done some fundraisers for nonprofits. Yeah. And, and I have actually said in our motto has been don't be greedy. Yeah. And we've made more in fundraisers when we have that motto of don't be greedy of just like, okay, we're trying to put on a great thing for a fundraiser for a nonprofit and it ends up coming out every better. time. And so it is interesting, but it's scary. I mm -hmm. mean, it's scary to put that aside and think, okay, well, if I invest into these girls, what if they burn me? Yep. And <laughs> so yeah. I'm guessing that there's been, you know, just by your reaction for, yeah. for those who aren't watching on video, yep. um, <laughs> yep. you know, so, so tell me about some of, I mean, well, it's funny you say that. One of your questions that was on the thing, I was, tell, I was telling you earlier, like I was reading in bed and like, it was like 18,000 emotions. I always say, you're going to get burned. You're going to get hurt. You got to let that wound heal. And you either choose, do I want to heal this wound with that person and walk through another chapter or do we need to separate? So how do you give some advice? How do you, how do you make that distinguish? Cause as women period, no, no, nothing. I have that issue. Yeah. A lot. How do I do I Do I heal with this person or do I heal alone and, and walk on alone? That's a really hard one for me because I'm also such a, uh, I'm such, I don't, I, I will can say a recovering people pleaser. Uh, it is so like. My name's Emily look. and I like to be. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we were doing, we were last night, me and my boys were putting on these like weird glasses and I'm like, hi, I'm Miss Overthinker and I'm stressed <laughs> out. Like, yes. cause that's just how I am as a person. Um, I basically, uh, I always, I'm like, I really want to work this out. So I basically go to them with the straight on conversation and if we can both agree that we are going to work really hard to do a chapter change and let those behaviors be passed and not think of future expectations of what we need to get to, but presently every day look at each other and say, hey, how are you? And be gentle and be kind. And because we're all, we're all struggling. So sometimes that lick of a tongue or that hurtful comment or that undermining action is truly not who you are. It's the mentality of the stress or the fear of life and you're using that energy as projection. So it's not really towards me. It's what they're feeling and I unfortunately get it sometimes. Yeah. But you know, if someone no shows a client or like is acting recklessly where I can't control it, that's when we have to separate. But I, I'm really grateful. I've, um, over the three years, I've only had maybe two or three people that have decided, both of us decided that maybe Roots isn't the best chapter, but if they walked in the store, we would hug and just embrace and there would be nothing but love because that's what no, we you, both deserve. Tear up too. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I like wrap my whole body around them. Oh yeah. I'm holding it together right now because I, I want to uh, really embrace what this is and not let my emotion take over. But I'm one of the most over emotional humans. But I think that that's, it's important, especially sometimes as 
women. Mm-hmm. We feel like that's a sign of weakness. Oh. I will tear up and then I get mad that I'm tearing up. And yeah. then I get like, especially in, in times where maybe there's conflict or something and it's like, okay, I, you know, you have to deal with a t- tough situation. And then I get mad and I'm like, oh, now I'm mad. I'm crying. And it, it's yeah. a snowball. Every emotion's a healthy emotion. It's how you release it. So even anger, like, so anger or sadness, like those are really awesome superpowers that we can actually break through barriers of our own um, uh, crippling situations if we can execute it with healthy tools. Um, I always say this, like, if there's a woman, oh, and I think a lot of roots is built off of good hair, but also full circle. So let's just say like you come in and you get your color done and you're not a hundred percent. So you decide, and it's so crazy how so many women are so nervous to say they don't like it. So if they call and they're like, Hey, I'm just not feeling like there's just something wrong. They come in and their first is like, I'm sorry. I'm like, look at me. Like, this is your service. I'm here to provide it. And then I always say, this is a non-emotional conversation. Yeah. And they're like, it is I'm like yeah so they can tell like this is crap I don't know what what it what is this and I'm just going yeah I don't you know and so it's you're allowed to feel every emotion without thinking I'm gonna get emotional about what you're feeling and and without apologizing for your emotions so I actually have um, a plug-in on my email that anytime I type I'm sorry it underlines it like it's spelled wrong so that I can rephrase it in a way like do I really want to say I'm sorry for this is this something that I really should be sorry for because it's not it's not my fault, you know? I like that. Um, I apologize today that it snowed. It's not my fault it snowed, oh, yeah. but that's just what we do. Women do that a lot. Yeah. Or you know, whenever I was talking about this to someone and I'm breaking this habit where it's like you're having an interaction with someone and then you leave and then you have anxiety and then you do a loop around and you're like, hey, so it's like, cause, so, and then I undo everything that I demanded. Yeah. I like, and, and, and you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. but you know what? Hey, it's okay. You did great. You know, you just keep doing the same right. behavior. We're right. fine. Yes. I'm like, what did I just do? Right. Well, and especially when you're in that leadership position, you kind of have to make sure that you can have a backbone of some yeah. point and say, it's okay to say, this is how things are going to run in my salon. And, and right. saying my salon is not a bad thing. That's okay to say. And that's okay. You're breathing it in as I say that. <laughs> I feel like for me, I I journal a lot and I talk about how the the fear of the pause button is so real for me because if I pause and I say, you know, I own a salon, I have employees, I direct humans, that everything around me will deflate of like, and you know what I mean? So like the reality will set in and it's not going to be real, but it is Yeah, because I've survived my chapters and then this is a little bit of the golden plate that I deserve. Yeah. So like I, every time like I am breathing that in cause I'm like, I have to. Well, like, I think, so you know, let's go back a, a bit to your kind of dreams and aspirations. Yeah. Um, you know, you had, I think it's very different to be, your goals were to be a backup dancer traveling yeah. around on stage with people yeah. and to be in Cookville, Tennessee running a salon. I, I see that there's similarities, but I see that there's differences as well. Yeah. How do you think that you've kind of come to terms with where you thought you would be or where you're... Mm-hmm. It was a wrestle. Um, I would come home and just be like crying to my husband. I'm like, I, you know, I want to be in New York. I want to be, you know, on tour with Justin Timberlake. I want to <laughs> be like, and he's like, you know, he's like, and he's been very patient with me uh, of 
helping me figure out what all that looks like health, like in a healthy matter. But what I do every day is I am performing, um, and people are coming to see me and uh, roots and the platforms of my girls. So I, I think I've, I've healed in knowing that I still am on stage. And I had to give, I think sometimes it's like, I think it's the shift. It, it seems like it would be the shift from the backup to the limelight though. Uh huh. And yeah. so that seems like that would have been a process to go through yeah. because you didn't, you didn't have the dream to be Justin Timberlake. You had the dream to be Justin Timberlake's backup yeah. dancer. And so to be, cause that, I didn't have, cause I don't have a voice. So I always say I'm, I, I have Beyonce in my heart and I just need a team. <laughs> I just need someone to teach me how to sing yes. and I like totally have it. Well, one of the greatest things about the, um, I think we came in the day that you put the, um, the disco, disco yes. And did. the girl my, brought my daughters in there and you were like, you turned the music up, turned the lights off and just the disco ball and we had a dance party yeah. in there. How often do people have a dance party? All the time. Well, in, in other places. Oh, yeah. That's probably not what you expect when you're going to like have a dance party. Yeah. Are they usually under the age of 10 when people have dance parties? Or like no, it's all the time. In? Even if, listen, if I have a client and they keep giving themselves a hard time, I literally am like, cut the cut the crap and I turn the lights down and I make them get up or like do a little groove in their seat. Or like if I have a client that I know kind of needs a little something, I know I'm like, okay, so they like disco or they like Elton John or they like Elvis. And so I cue that before they walk in. So they're like, oh my God, like, and they don't even know it's for them. Yeah. But that's how much I, or like even like Stevie's client, like if it's Stevie has a girl that is a little girl that's her first time coming in and is terrified and having her first hair experience, I'm like, all right, let's put Baby Shark on. Yeah. And so they're walking in like, Baby Shark's in the building? Like, what's going on? Like, yeah. I want people to walk into Roots and be like, what is going on? Well, Because everything I, else is so predictable in life. Roots is the most unpredictable thing, yeah. but also like the most healthy thing I hope yeah that something that be. you can count on yeah and I do think you really are um putting out the empowered women mm -hmm. um your hair speaks so much volume for I mean it's one of the first things people see about you yeah and um you know you have this kind of all different types of women in there like you said yes. and so i think it's a really great atmosphere for women to come and kind of get recharged and yes i also think too it's like so women always say they it's like so funny like they sit in the chair right and then they adjust their body and they're just like and then they start saying how their face is round i'm like everybody's face is round and they're like oh, okay and they're like, they're like i don't know like my eyes just are just real i'm like everybody has that like every, we all have it so then they're like okay so i'm not just the only person with a round face in the world i'm like <laughs> no and everybody's hairline creates something different with hormone change yeah. but all of my girls around me like everyone that i work with stylist wise are such powerhouses and i started with like two or three girls right out of hair school and then i had two senior stylists from different places in cookville reach out and be like hey like i see what you're doing girl like I really like to be a part of this. So then they came and then it just really like became such a unit of like powerful women. Like we always say queens fix each other's crowns mm -hmm. and that's what we do all day long. And even like people like make comments how we always step on each other's mats because like in reality of a lot of salon worlds, 
like your mat is like territorial. So like someone comes up to my mat, another hairdresser, I'm like, like yeah. what are you doing? And now it's like, girl, I love that. Like, and so uh, other people are like, the fact that y'all come in each other's workspace and are like, what's that formula? Hey, how did you do that? What product is that? That looks amazing. There's no competition. The only competition I have is here. Within yourself. Within myself. It's always been that way. Which is so much of women. I, you know, like, mm -hmm. I think women kind of beat themselves. They're their own worst enemy most of the time. Um, yeah, I would say know. all the time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we really, we really are. But I think we were taught that, unfortunately, and I think the dewiring of that is generational. And I have conversations with my mom all the time. Uh, my mom uh, is a servant of her purse, like people, like worked for Girl Scout for 30 years, was a troop leader, ended up the vice president of her council of You're Central a Florida. Girl Scout girl. Yeah, girl. Stole the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my mom always like made me when I was in high school, always thin mints. I was more of a. a I'm a girl, a tag along girl myself. Tag along? Yeah. Not I, I, ADD. Like, I'm like, eh, let's talk about cookies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my mom always made me like, when I was in high school in it, she would always be like, there was, you know, um, alternative schools for girls that would, in public school, if they were having issues and they put them in there, I would go teach dance. She'd be like, hey, like there's a school and what I want you to do for your project is I want you to go teach them dance. And they, all the girls would always almost not want me to be there and kind of like be like, get away from me. Yeah. And I would be like, I'm not leaving. That's my mentality is like, if you're trying to push me away out of your own hurt, I'm going to sit on your lap. Well, but, but to like know that it's their own hurt and know that it's not something mm -hmm. that you've done. I'm a, I'm a personal, I take everything personally. Mm -hmm. I think it's every, everything's always my fault. I'm always like, what did I do for this? Why did, why does this person want to push me away? But that's really, I mean, as a high school kid too, like that's pretty mature for you to know, okay, you have hurt going on. Yeah. Um, were you, I mean, did you grow up where you just were really in touch? Your family was really in touch with feelings and. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, healthy and very unhealthy. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I very, very amazing family as much as like I, every dynamic of family has their issues. But what I was told is you can, you will, and you're worthy. Um, and I, and I, becoming a parent, I realized a lot of the things my parents went through were, had nothing to do with me. I just got the trickle effects of their stuff, but, um, I struggled. I, I mean, I really struggled. Uh, seventh grade was, really hard for me. <laughs> I, every time I see a seventh grader, my whole body just goes, oh no. Oh, I'm not sure that no. one year like stands out enough for me that Oh I yeah. Yeah. Seventh grade was bad. Um, but it was, it was more of a, I don't, and you say that mature, you know, when yeah. you said I was mature when I was, I really wasn't, I'm telling you, I'm a fake it till you make it. Yes. So I don't, I don't even know what I was doing. I was just, I really lead by this, which gets me in a lot of trouble. But also, I think makes me so fearless that I'm able to break through things that most people would not even think could be reality. Like, for instance, like I'm at a bar and I see a guy in the corner sitting by himself. I'm going to that guy in the corner. My sister's like, get over here. Like, you're going to, he's going to, I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. And it turns in that he needed that so much because he's been waiting for someone to approach him to ask how he's doing for months. Right. And my ability to just to pull me from that. So I, I kind of have to get in touch with control with that because I can get so um, energized by touching so many people on that level where I get depleted. Mm -hmm. So the woods, camping, outdoors, 
my husband, my children are like the ones that re-energize me because I'm always like out with everybody. What advice would you have for somebody that's wanting to start a business, that loves something, whatever that something is, not necessarily hair, but what, yeah. but just wanting to start a business that would help them be successful? Um, when, and this is really funny, I'm going to say this because this is kind of one of my weaknesses, but I think it's a good thing. So if you like state what you want to do, turn down the volume when someone gives your opinion right yeah. after. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, cause I like, if you I have like anything, like even the disco ball, like I remember like saying, telling my husband like, Hey, I want a disco ball in there. He's like, I don't know, Emily, like that and I literally right when he started I was like Wrong. like yeah. I'm not or whatever that is or and and sometimes I do get burned I'm like shoot I should have I should have turned the volume up but I really think quieting the noise around you um, when you know something in your heart is pure and is coming from brightness and passion and passion just turn the background noise and focus on that yeah um, because it's for a reason. And you might get derailed and it might not be exactly what it is, but don't let others derail you from what you're feeling. Well, yeah, I think that that background noise can stop, I mean, it can stop you in your tracks. Oh, yeah. And it can make you not do, not even take the leap to do what you and want. And it's not even intentionally because if people are more um, worrisome people, like if they're like, well, I don't know, like what would you do? And they think they're offering help. They're, it's not intentional. That's what I'm saying. So you can't get aggressively upset about someone telling you like, well, what are you going to do if that doesn't work? Right. I don't think of that. I don't, I don't think about any of that. I think about, okay, so how am I going to get those three things done so I can see that effect happen? And then in three weeks, if I see, you know, everything going to, you know, shambles because of it, then I'll be like, oh, it didn't work. Well, and I'm the kind of person that like, well, I'll figure it out then. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know. Like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to sit my life stressing out that it's not going to work. Like that doesn't, I'm an Enneagram number eight. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, just do it. And then we'll figure it out when we need to figure out the next step. But if it, I, yeah, I'm not doing anything if I'm just sitting around worrying. I don't have doors. It's like, that's, a, that's why I tell my, uh, my friends too. Like, I don't think about like opening the next door. They're all they're all, it's just a long hallway. Yeah. It's just a long hallway. When you said that, I actually thought of a field. <laughs> like, yeah. An open field. That's exactly. And like, maybe I'll go over there today and then maybe I'll go over here. Mosey around. Yeah. Like yep. I'll just figure it out. And if this field isn't getting what I need it to do, I'm going to go over to the hundred percent. Or if, the, if I don't like the flowers in this part of the field, I'm going to go and see if maybe there's something over there that I like. And, um, I might hang out there for a couple days and then I'll get another idea off of that. But when you think of it's like, well, what are you going to do with that? And then if that doesn't work, what do you expect? It's like, I don't, I don't yeah. even think like that. So I think really the what ifs can that. kill, can kill definitely a business. Yeah. Um, they can kill They're They're definitely the killer of good ideas. And so yeah. those what ifs, I like that advice. Turn down the noise. Um, turn it all down. Sometimes it stresses me out when I hear a bunch of people telling one person, you know, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah. And so I hear somebody, all everybody putting their input into somebody. And I'm like, just, you're overwhelming me. It's, no, not it's a daily business. thing. I mean, so, yeah. But I see it as love. Yeah. So like, even like I'll have guests be like, you know what you need to do? Or you know what you should do? I actually had a client put a coat rack in my salon <laughs> and I love her to death. 
she's like, and I mean, I, I have so many things going on and I should have a coat rack. And this is how much I was like, I let, I just was like, you know what, girl, you go ahead and do it. She came in with her drill and her son and they put a whole like thing in. And so instead of being like, God, why is this woman telling me what I need to do? I was like, you know what? Go ahead. Girl. Or even, like, I think a lot of times people would be like, oh, I know I should have done that. And yeah. we shit ourselves. I used all to do that in the beginning so, of the salon. Yeah. Yeah, the and, beginning years were stressful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, but you've always had this open mind of wanting to learn and wanting to do better and be better and, and make sure you have a balance of taking care of yourself and taking care of others. And you yeah. really had a great open mind about things and, and wanting to be successful. Yeah, I think that we all deserve success and we um, we all deserve to feel it. So I really strive to not think of success as a formula, but think of success as giving grace in the trial and errors and knowing that it's not going to kill me if I make a bad decision. It's only going to make me go, oh, I'm not going to do that again. Right. Or if I do it again, I know the outcome of it and it's ultimately my fault. And you can weigh the, the pros and cons. Yeah. yeah. But it's, um, I think success is, is an interesting thing that I'm still, I don't know. See, that's the thing is like, I don't even, like it makes me uncomfortable to talk like that because like that doesn't serve me. Like money, I don't, I really, money does not empower me. Um, success or like a title or like an office, like, you know, you know, any of those things don't really make me feel it. It's when I see a stylist be able to buy a home or being able to get 401k for my girls or for a woman who's never loved themselves be able to get a little groove in their body like that is success that is my yeah, office here. <laughs> yeah but that is like seriously like I, I'm a minivan mom like I'm never gonna buy a brand new Mercedes like I'm looking at like 19 you know 70s Dodges that I want to redo like I have a very simple home I because that is my, that is like for me success, but I also know I deserve to have nice things, but what nice things to me is, is connection. Yeah. Cause that's forever. Nice. So how do you know, how have you already, or how will you know when Roots has quote unquote made it? Hmm. Good question. You know, it already has. Yeah. Um, it, the heartbeat is so strong in that place. And you've made it through a pandemic. So oh, let's, even, let's just oh, pause yeah. on that yeah. for a second. So yeah. we're starting 2021. You've made it through, I mean, everybody's probably emotionally hardest year ever. Yeah. And, and here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Uh, we might need a box of tissues. On I'll the, get it. I'll get it. I knew it was coming. Here. It was all right. Um, but I mean, it. I think that's definitely something that I have strived strove i don't know what the word is but um i want people to recognize give themselves the credit for the fact that you survived a business through a pandemic yeah through especially in um service industries had been one of the hardest that was hit um and you were able to to maintain and keep your girls and we better. expanded we came back and had a bigger space um that was honestly weirdly enough and I know a lot of people have said like one of the most amazing bless blessing chapters I've ever experienced I am a control freak I am analytical I am like your Virgo like to the extreme so um 
you know, I looked around and I knew we had to close and I was like, okay, we're closing. So I ripped the desktop out. I took the phone and I set it up in my house and I answered every phone call. I rescheduled 10 girls uh, books for two months. I call, would call every single person and be like, okay, and we're just gonna continue. And I, I, I moved them like three times because I thought, I kept thinking the date that it was gonna be and yeah. I truly had no idea. Yeah. Um, I think I was one of those people. Probably, oh my God, so I many think, phone calls. Yeah, yeah. And then there were people but that- But the fact that the owner of the salon yeah. is calling me to reschedule for one of her employees, like that's a big deal. Yeah, we were able to get the PPP loan. So I was able to uh, pay all of my girls the entire time they were gone. Um, and my, my manager, Irene was like, Emily, like, give me the, give me the computer. Like I'll do some. I was like, no, like this is my baby. It's like my baby went to the hospital. Yeah. And I was like, and I, you know, unfortunately had to go through that with my son Nixon when he was first born, he had open heart surgery. And so I kind of, that survival in me is so like, whew, that I was like, all right. So, you know, go time. Oh God. Yeah. And I, I just, it's like, it's so crazy whenever like chaos comes around and I have to survive, I'm like, it's like, let's do this. You know? So I think answering the phones and then there was people that were calling that were like, never a client of the salon. And they're like, I went to Sally's and I colored my hair and it's awful. So then they were uh, emailing me pictures of their hair oh and I was gosh. giving them formulas to correct it until they could come in. So truly like we have grown probably 20% since the pandemic because of people calling and me having hour long conversations with them about what they've messed their hair up with. And then for me with the pandemic, it was a good eye opening for me of my sobriety. Um, I, you know, I feel like I run so fast and I'm always, you know, so it's like having that glass of wine to wind it down and do all those things. And then I was watching myself becoming so wind down and um, I was hurt. It was a lot of pain. And uh, this is my first time, honestly, like kind of sharing this chapter because I feel like it's important for people to understand that even if you look strong, um, you know, you could be hurting. So, a, especially in the, the women business world, yeah, it's not okay to be vulnerable sometimes. Mm -hmm. So um, using that as that, yeah, and uh, and that's why I'll sit next to anybody on a side of a corner because I know what they're feeling because I feel it too. Mm -hmm. um, so during the pandemic and being shut, I got sober, and uh, I mean that's huge for you know somebody at twelve years old to uh, you know seventh grade started learning the ills of uh, suppressing. Um, and um, it, it really, I think, ignited me to go, dang, I'm more powerful this way. Yeah. So I think the whole experience of us having to shut down for two months was, I would not, I would not want it to ever change because I came back like with so much gasoline to the tank that had been running on empty for 12 years. Well, congratulations Thank you. on your Yeah, it, it's a, hey, it's a journey and um, I've gone on and off and on and off and, and, and that's, it's forever. Yeah. It's, and that's when I realized, I was like, dang, this is a punching bag that I'm gonna have to punch every day. Yeah, it's something that you just, it's not like, you know, oh, that, that is in my past. It's that's, for, I, that's yeah. who I am. Yeah. Like addiction is part of who I am. Yeah. And with my greatness, 
that's, that's what it is. And that's when I started looking at like Elvis, like Elvis and Prince and like these amazing like powerhouses. And then when you look at them and you see their ales, nobody really paid attention. They're like, get out there and do it. Let's do it. And then they're in the background just going, I can't do it. So they thought they had to use that to be able to do it when truly all they needed was a break. So, um, well, and to, I'm on that to journey. focus on taking care of yourself and putting yourself first. I mean, yeah, I, I appreciated the fact that even to set up this interview, there was a day you said, I turned my phone off yesterday. And yeah. I was like, well, that's kind of amazing, but I love that. Like, yeah. I love the fact that you know that that's a boundary you need to have and you need to say, okay, I'm not doing this. I'm not working. I'm not, you know, um, Oh yeah, I have a flip phone. I, I, and I turn that thing off and, um, you know, my husband, it's funny, like, my husband has his phone. They still sell flip phones? At Walmart. That was the biggest, oh, yeah. I, didn't know I, le I left there. I left a therapy session, and I had talked to her a couple times about, and I'm very over, uh, I get oversensitized, and I absorb so much, like, so much that, like, sitting on your phone and just, even if you're swiping, and sw yes. you're still digesting that. Even yes. if it's for two seconds, like, that's going into your core being. Um, so... I just was sitting there and I'm just like, I don't want to like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I kept like yearning to get rid of it. And then I left that, I left her session and she's like, go do it. And I just walked into Walmart and I went up there. I was like, I need a flip phone. And they're like, okay. And they're like, what do you have? I'm like, I have AT&T. And he went in the back and he found a flip phone. It was 50 bucks. And I'll tell you, I haven't broken a screen. When I had an iPhone, I'm not joking. I've probably done a thousand dollars worth of screen protection things. I, there's nothing wrong. I mean, I could throw that thing and I'm like, the joke's on us. We've said yes to so much of society that now if we want to say no, it's like we have to like backpedal 15,000 steps to get to that security when we've just been like, you know, oh, the new 12G's out. Oh, that upgrades. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it's like, for me, that's, that makes me want to numb. My sister so. and I were just having a conversation about getting rid of cable this morning. Yeah. And I said, I just, I never thought I would ever get rid of cable. I did it like four, maybe four or five years mm -hmm. ago now. And I, I've never looked back. Um, and, but it was like, I'm, I would waste two or three hours a night just oh, yeah. watching nothing on TV. You're in the loop of it. Yeah. And I mean, like, and I, I mean, I watch Netflix now and then, but it's not, I don't get into shows like I used to and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, we don't, um, so we literally just like last week got internet. We didn't have cable or internet. We we go through these and my pa our family gets so mad at us because they're like, you guys do this and it's like so restrictive and like we can't FaceTime, we can't do all these things. And so we get back and forth. We were making, we were doing payroll from a hotspot on our phone. Wow. And our accountant's like, you guys are nuts. But when you walked into our home, you couldn't feel the busyness of the internet, the phone, the, you know, like we just playing records and like dancing and like just being present with each other. And, uh, we just got it. So now I'm, I'm like, Emily, you have to not binge on Netflix. Cause my, my, I'm either zero or hundred. Yeah. Like that's just my personality. So, uh, yeah, it's something, but it, it's a good tool just to know like, Hey, I'm going to take a break and I'll get back on it. Like, when I want to, but my family's like, I'm really sick of you guys like going so off grid that like we don't get to see your face. But at the same time, just as we as as you need to in business in your personal life too, you can say these are my boundaries, yeah. and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna step outside of what my boundaries are for the needs of other people. And even in your business, you said these are what is my my core values mm -hmm. of my business, 
and you know people think you're crazy, but you know, you believe in what you believe in, yeah. and you have to stick stay true to your convictions. And, Absolutely, and you'll be successful. I I feel like I'm just pro stylist, and like I say, like for me. When I see like my girls make big purchases of their life or be able to go on vacations for a week, like that's my that's my bonus. Yeah. Like I don't know why I just feed off that. I feed off that, but I also can get in trouble because if they're not in a good place, I will like literally do whatever it takes to get them to the place they want to be, even if it's taking myself down in the like process. So I'm trying to find that balance of like. How can I be that healthy balance of a giver, um, but not being overtaken by wanting to give too much? Yeah. Um, but that's always been my issue. Like that's not with business. Like that's just me as a human. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So how? What's next for Roots? Like, what do we yeah. see? I mean, you've already expanded in three years. What do you see? Do you are you gonna franchise? What do you, what's gonna? You're gonna so take I've over thought your own? I've thought about that. Um, I have like a place where if if it all works here, I might do something there. <laughs> In Albany, Kentucky? No, I, I love Chattanooga. Uh, I, I I'm such a like a, I love, I'm all about the feel of it. I don't know, like this might be 10 years down the road. I don't even know. If I were to move somewhere, it'd probably be Dude, I love Chattanooga. Is, yeah. I go there with my kids and we're just chilling and my husband is an artist and like, you know, I know I can do that. It might happen. It might not. That's just like yeah. in my little dream book is like doing a little roots Chattanooga, roots Cookville, and I can live in the middle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because um, there's so much <laughs> in between. Which I like, which is nothing. I guess and you could go to Spencer. Yeah, That's give great. me some trees. Like, listen, my best friends are the birds, the bunnies, and the wind. Like, yeah. I don't need, you know, like I don't need any. I feel like I that inner like I don't know like yeah. I don't. I'm yeah. weird. I like nowhere. That's, I no, like nowhere. it's not weird. I, to each their own. Yeah. I mean, that's a, you do you. So. But I um, think I think what is going to happen for Roots next though is going to be really awesome. So I'm not taking any more new guests, and I'm uh, I'm not going to be by the the, hair, the chair doing hair as much. So I just got on with the Chamber of Commerce, and I am going to launch uh, some really cool things with them for community um, of outreach more. Um, it's called People of Cookville. I just started an Instagram page, but I'm going to be going out and trying to find people. Yeah, it's. I just started it. I got a logo, Stevie did a logo for me and everything. But I'm going to go out and find just different people and want... You Have you ever seen People of New York or Humans yeah. of New York? It's a really cool platform, but kind of based off that. So now I want to go out in the streets and find people and shine lights on their abilities and their growth and just show the diversity of what Cookville is. Because it's amazing. It is. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, this platform, I have learned so much of like what people bring into the women entrepreneurship community, and yeah. it's been awesome to to see kind of the, the dynamics of, of this that. Community. And then we're getting some really great new talent. Um, we're getting some young stylists that are coming under our senior stylists, and they're getting trained by some really amazing professionals. So we might even start a new talent program and start bringing in a lot of young um, men and women, because guys can be hairdressers too. I hate that, they're, they're artists. Yeah. Like, hair is art. They're yeah. a male artist. Like, yeah. so whoever wants to be a hairdresser, let's come on into Roots and like figure out what your journey looks like. So, yeah. All right, so how can people connect with you if they yeah. are looking for Roots? 
Instagram, walk, Facebook. Well, it's Instagram, Facebook. Your best bet with me is walk in the building. Okay. Because like you said, my phone's off half the time. Uh, we're running a thousand miles a minute. Anyone's, anyone in the world has the ability to walk through our doors and stay as long as they like. So if you want to connect, just walk in the building. Do you have a website? That uh, yes. Uh, it's uh, roots.salon. Roots.salon. Yeah. And you a root salon. Cookville. Cookville yeah. on, on social on media. Social media. Facebook, okay. we just rebranched it so it's kind of bare but our instagram is up there but yeah either reach out that way or but i'm telling you the best option for us is just walk in those doors and get ready to feel something different so emily blackman root salon uh owner here thank you so much for coming in i appreciate you being my first guest on season two of powered by hair i'm very grateful